0: Chapter 15 Celestial Nile as the Cause of Geometry. The Pythagorean claim that 10 is complete at 4 refers to the tetractus established on the natural sequence of numbers 1 plus 2 plus 3 plus 4 equals 10. The tetractus arranged into the sacred triangle, represents both an archetypal unity of all reality, and a model for the gradual procession, from the indescribable light of unity to the level of sensibles. This means the coming forth from the One, though the One is not diminished and remains intact in its transcendent fullness, to the Many, and the final return back to the One. Since the procession proodos, and reversion are not chronological or temporal events in the usual sense, they constitute a single movement where each thing reverts in its own proper mode. There is no real distinction between procession and reversion, which are descriptions of the ontological status of any determinate being. Procession, descent, is the cause giving itself to the effect as the perfection by which it is. <coughs> there is no real distinction between procession and reversion, which are descriptions of the ontological status of any determinate being. Procession, descent, is the cause giving itself to the effect as the perfection by which it is, though the one, as universal cause being everywhere and nowhere, is both transcendent and causally present to all things. Reversion, or ascent, is the effect receiving the cause as the perfection, telos, by which it is. To be is to be intelligible, to have the noetic paradigm or divine root. The one is both the beginning and the end, the Arché and the talos of all things. Therefore, quote, the entire neoplatonic pattern of exitus and reditus, the emergence of all things from the one, or good, and their return to him, is simply the expression, in dynamic terms, of their participation in him as measure of all things. Quote. The same could be said regarding the manifestations, keperu, of Amun, Jimnu, who, despite his, the creative theophanies, himself remains hidden. Quote, The one who created himself, whose appearance is unknown, perfect aspect, which developed into a sacred emanation, who built his processional images and created himself by himself, perfect icon, sekim nefir, whom his heart made perfect, Manifestation of manifestation, model of birth. Another quote The Aeneid is combined in your body, your image is every god. This hymn, consecrated to Amon Ra, is constructed as a series of plays on words and numbers. Therefore, its inner structure itself reflects the procession from the One to the ordered manyness. The Pythagorean Tetractus, whose nine strokes or dots represent the great Aeneid of Heliopolis, grouped around the tenth, or rather the first dot, the ineffable and incomprehensible One, is also derived from Egypt. In the temple of Amun-Ra in Karnak, the tetractus is expanded into a pentactus from 9 to 15 hypostases of Amun-Ra, quote, 12 strokes encircling the divine creative triangle and representing this triangle manifested, end quote. Amun-Ra emerges from noon Stands for the hidden side of Amon himself. This noetically manifested scarab, Amun Ra, is the supreme paradigm of being and creator of everything. To put it in procline terms, Nous is everything after the matter of intellect, and Suki is everything after the manner of soul. Quote, if Nous is exemplar, soul is copy. If nous is everything in concentration, soul is everything discursively. End quote. The hypostasis of intellect and that of universal soul constitute the compound of Ra and Osiris, both at the cosmological level of divine macrocosm, and the eschatological level of human microcosm to move from the sensible world of images and multiplicity of material bodies to the noetic multiplicity and unity is possible through the contemplation of geometrical figures diagrams and symbols analogous to the hindu yantras and mandalas projected in the imagination which occupies according to proclus the central position in the scale of knowing. Quote, when it Fantasia, draws its objects from the undivided centre of its life, it expresses them in the medium of division, extension, and figure. For this reason, everything that it thinks is a picture or shape of its thought. End quote. Since the geometer wishes to move from divisible figures presented in imagination, passiveness, to the partless, indivisible, unextended figures of divineness, he investigates the universal present in the imagined circle, which is one and many, falling short of the purity and perfection of immaterial circles. Bearing in mind that the universal is not merely the picture in the imagination, but an archetypal reality which displays indivisible noetic unity. As the ascending bar must be transformed and turned into arc, thereby transcending the psychic realm of Osiris, so the geometer, as the follower of Hermes Thoth, must leave aside the entire sensible realm and the Osirian netherworld. Various sciences serve as a means of ascending from the more partial to the more general, until the science of being as beings is reached, and this science contemplates the single form of being that belongs to all things. Therefore geometry, working with the aid of imagination, is able to bring about recollection of eternal ideas in the soul. Mathematici, or Mythesis, learning, shows the innate knowledge and purges understanding, taking away forgetfulness and ignorance, setting the soul free from the bonds of unreason by the favour of Hermes Thoth. This god, according to Proclus, quote, is truly the patron of this science, who brings our intellectual endowment to light. Fills everything with divine reason, moves our souls towards noose, awakens us as it were from our heavy slumber, through our searching, turns us back upon ourselves, through our birth pangs, perfects us, and through the discovery of pure noose leads us to the blessed life. End quote. Proclus does not forget to mention, probably basing his account on a history composed by Eudemus of Rhodes, a pupil of Aristotle, that Thales, traditionally counted as one of the seven sages, was the first to bring the science from Egypt to Greece, arguing that every true geometer should move from imagination to pure noetic understanding, with each theorem laying the basis for a step upwards and drawing the soul to the higher world. Thus, Following the Platonic division of knowing and being to one, the highest, two, the intermediate, and three, the lowest grades of reality, Proclus says, But if it should ever be able to roll up its extensions and figures and view their plurality as a unity without figure, then... In turning back to itself, it would obtain a superior vision of the partless, unextended and essential geometrical ideas that constitute its equipment. This achievement would itself be a perfect culmination of geometrical inquiry, truly a gift of Hermes, leading geometry out of Calypso's arms, so to speak, to more perfect intellectual insight and Emancipating it from the pictures projected in imagination end quote. Proclus regards the Nile as a symbol of the life which is poured on the whole world. Accordingly, quote, "The Nile is the cause of the Egyptian." <clears throat> try that again. The Nile is the cause to the Egyptians of many and all various goods, viz. of geometry. Of the generation of fruits. Its water also preserves their bodies, and the divinity that connectedly contains this body elevates their souls. If the Nile is the cause of geometry, primarily the celestial Nile is meant, that which is equivalent to Osiris and ultimately to the rejuvenating primordial waters of noon, in its imminent aspect, this water of life. Immortality and regeneration is manifested in different fashions and manners through all levels of being. Therefore, the Egyptian priests, knowing that quote, there are likewise divine mysteries, some powers initiating and others being initiated, end quote, regarded the destruction through water and fire as purification, not corruption. Geometry also serves this aim of purification, leading the soul, likened to Odysseus, away from Calypso's charms and tortures.